Hello, and thank you for joining us today for Frost and Sullivan's latest webinar from our Digital Transformation Practice. Today's event is titled, The Future of IoT in Colombia and New Growth Opportunities. My name is Anna, and I oversee Frost and Sullivan's Growth Innovation and Leadership Briefings. Today's presenter is Gina Sanchez, Senior Consultant here at Frost and Sullivan. Gina has more than 10 years of experience in the Latin American information and communication technologies industry. Her expertise in research and consulting particularly focuses on strategic analysis of key markets in the ICT industry, from fixed and mobile telecom services to the new trends in digital transformation. In addition, uh, Gina has also participated in very important events in the region as a speaker, moderator, and panelist, and she contributes to uh, Latin America and international media vehicles with articles and industry-related statements. With that, I would now like to hand the presentation over to Gina. Thank you, Anna, and good morning, everyone. I would like to thank you all for joining us today. For those of you who don't know us so much, First and Solomon has a global presence, presence with more than 40 offices around the world. In Latin America, we have offices in Mexico, Brazil, Argentina, Miami, and Colombia. I am based in our office in Bogota, Colombia. So during the next few minutes, we will discuss the present status and future of the Internet of Things in Colombia. We will talk about the context of IoT in general terms, then its current status in Colombia, and the forecasts for growth for the future. And then finally, we will wrap up with some conclusions and recommendations for success in this market. So let's start. And we necessarily have to start talking about digital transformation. We all have been hearing a lot about digital transformation during the last four, five years, right? Why is that? Because digital transformation is impacting all industries, is breaking business models that have been so far successful, and it is creating new, more agile, and innovative competitors. As a result, companies in different industries are embracing technology to transform the way they do business, to respond quickly to market opportunities and threats, and to improve the experience of their custom consumers who are increasingly digital. So technology is a list behind transformation of numerous vertical industries. According to Ferson Solomon, these technologies that you can see right now in the screen are most impacting the transformation of companies. On one hand, we have a rapid advance in the adoption of cloud computing in Latin America and in Colombia. In fact, the cloud is evolving faster than we had imagined in the region. Despite being a late adopter of solutions in the cloud, Colombia has registered outstanding performance during the last couple of years. We don't have final numbers yet for 2018, but during 2017, the Colombian cloud computing market grew a remarkable 42% year-over-year growth. This is above the regional average, which was 38% in Latin America. On the other hand, information today is being created at overwhelming rates. 90% of today's data has, created only, has been created only in the last two years. 
and our estimates show that less than 1% of this data has been and is being analyzed. So big data and analytics emerge as a key solution to extract value from data. In fact, it is expected to be a critical source of competitive advantage in the near future. Our estimates foresee a growth of 22-23% for big data and analytics in Latin America this year. Another fundamental trend in the present is undoubtedly mobility. Mobile penetration in Colombia has been over 100% for years. According to Sintel figures, 64% of Colombians make repeated use of mobile internet and 50% use it to make online purchases. In fact, mobile traffic is expected to multiply seven times by 2022. And then finally, we have the main theme of our talk today, which is the Internet of Things. Now, despite the media boom that IoT has gained lately, it is hardly a new concept. We can say that at some point, the potential of IoT arises from combining all things, all concepts and technologies already known for many years, like connectivity, sensors, object monitoring, with emerging technologies, such as big data and analytics. And from that combination arises the power of IoT, because everything will be connected in the near future. And this opens a new world of business opportunities. Um, President Taliban defines the Internet of Things as the datafication, if I can say that, of everyday objects, then provide them with a physical and virtual, uh, and then provide physical and virtual objects with an identity. And this refers to the translation portion that you can see in the screen now. And then interconnect these objects for the purpose of interacting with them or monitoring them through platforms and applications. Now, the next slide shows how fragmented the IoT ecosystem is. First, let's look at the value chain, um, at the value chain and the IoT layers on the left side of your screen. It is important to mention here that this is not an exhaustive list of market participants. Uh, this is only intended to provide a graphic aid to understand how fragmented the ecosystem is. Now, the value chain starts from the most basic concept, the chips, then the hardware, then the connectivity, the platforms that enable services, and finally, it ends with the integration with company systems. Of course, as you progress in the value chain, there is more and more value added. In addition, IoT has several layers with different numbers of players acting in each layer also. If we start from the bottom and moving up, we have the security layer of the network and IT, which is critical. Then we have the storage, data, and analytics layer. And finally, the cloud computer layer. Later, we will discuss the current state of each of the links and each of the layers of the value chain as in, in Colombia. And finally, on the right side, you can see different areas of IoT adoption. These range from energy and smart grid, security, transport and mobility, etc. Now, we have all heard all the things that we can do with the Internet of Things. That in the near future, our fridge will automatically notify us when we don't have any more milk, 
or even better, it will make an order to the supermarket when a certain level of milk is reached. And there are thousands of examples like this. But it is not the intention of this presentation to provide examples of what can be done with IoT because as they say out there, the sky is the limit. So on the screen you can see some IoT applications, but our main intention today is to show how uh, all of you, to show you at what point we are in Colombia regarding IoT, what has already been done, and the growth potential for the coming years. So let's go back to the IoT value chain to discuss its status in Colombia. Here we have a vision that indicates with colors the degree of maturity of both the value chain and the different layers of IoT. The green color indicates a good degree of maturity, while the yellow color indicates that it still needs to evolve. And finally, the red indicates the lowest level of maturity. We see the different layers that are part of a complete IoT solution, cloud computing, storage, and then we find the links of the value chain from the chips, the hardware, and all kind of devices that we have to be endowed with a digital identity so they can be identifiable. Then the connectivity link, and finally the platforms and integration systems. We can see in the chart that certain links in the value chain are already mature, like the chips and the hardware and the connectivity portion, as well as the cloud computing layer. Now, if we look at the yellow, we have that in storage, data, and analytics, a certain evolution is still missing. Security is also in yellow, but it's a layer that will always be in yellow because the threats are constantly evolving, and you can never say that we are 100% protected. And finally, if we look at the value chain, we see that the first three links are in green, but the last two links of the value chain are the least mature. Again, we can see many market participants here, but this is not an exhaustive list of participants. Just as an example, look at the connectivity link. And we could add some other regional participants like CenturyLink or Cable and Wireless, now Liberty, and also even include other types of connectivity like LP1, Low Power Wide Area Network Technologies, like Sigfox and LoRa. So again, this is not exhaustive. Moving forward, why is it important to countless data which can then be exploited through analytics and from that trigger more efficient actions that ultimately result in smarter decisions. But why is IoT relevant in Colombia? What happens is that the power of IoT allows companies to generate insights and gain agility, improve operational efficiencies, improve their internal processes, and those processes directly related to clients, so that at the end, the result is a competitive advantage, the transformation of the customer experience, and ultimately, new business opportunities. In the next slide, we'll take a look at the main drivers that stimulate the adoption of the Internet of Things. And we have that IoT will be ubiquitous. That is, that it will be present everywhere and at the same time, so that networks have a great influence on the advancement of IoT. Therefore, the first driver of IoT adoption is the development of 5G networks, 
which we anticipate will start commercial deployment in 2022. And 5G will increase the capacity of 4G retain times, with its speeds exceeding 1 giga and almost zero latency. As the second driver, we have the development of IPv6, which can assign up to 100 IP addresses to each atom on Earth. In third place, we find that the decrease of the average price of a sensor is accelerating. Today, the average price of a sensor is around 60 cents, and it is projected that it will fall at a, at a compatible growth rate of minus 5% until 2020. This is a declining rate that is double that one of the previous five years. And finally, there is a growing interest in IoT, both among consumers and in industries. Consumers will gain a lot as enterprises introduce new products and services based on a more intimate understanding of their customers. And additionally, more options will result in greater bargain power and lower switching costs for consumers. And then for industries, the impact of efficiency gains will be felt in the early stages when enterprises deploy IoT technologies for automating operational processes. And this can immensely improve companies' productivity. Now let's look at the application areas dependent on their level of maturity. And this is a, I would say probably the most important slide for today because over here I will show you and industry by industry, what is the level of maturity and what is the growth potential that it has in Colombia, it's only for, for Colombia. Now, the transport, mobility, and logistics sector tops the list. They have a growth potential of 20% for the next four years, four, four to five years, and this is the most developed sector in Colombia. Since machine-to-machine -machine solutions for this vertical have been present in the market for several decades, therefore it represents the largest portion of the market. This vertical, transport and mobility, represents 24% of IoT revenues today in the Colombian market. In addition to traditional M2M solutions, such as fleet monitoring, fleet tracking, Colombia is the first and the oldest connected car market in Latin America. The offers of connected car services have been present for more than a decade in Colombia. The market has more than 300,000 cars, and by the year, the year 2023, we expect more than 800,000 connected cars. General Motors is one of the main participants in this market, but it is expected by, that by the next three, four years, other companies will start offering connected services such as Volkswagen, Daimler, Renault, introducing services in Latin America in the medium and long term. Now in second place, uh, you can see in your screens, we, we find smart industry or the manufacturing industry. It represents 23% of the IoT revenues in Colombia today. Now despite the fact that smart industry is at, at a nascent stage in Colombia, and by this I mean that the use of digital technology in industrial processes is kind of starting now. The IoT and digitalization will increase the productivity and efficiency of the Colombian industry. And therefore, Frost and Sullivan forecasts a growth rate of 21%, 21.4% for the next five years. In fact, just a couple of weeks ago at the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland, it was announced that Medellin, 
which is the second largest city in Colombia, was chosen as the headquarters for the first center for the fourth industrial revolution in Latin America. There are only four other centers for the development of Industry 4.0 in the world, one in India, one in China, one in Japan, and one in the U.S., and the fifth one will be in Medellin. So this showcases the country's commitment towards the advancement in technology and size adoption, and will put the Colombian city at the epicenter from where challenges and opportunities of technology such as artificial intelligence, data science, and of course the Internet of Things will be started and will be pushed forward. Then in the third place in our list, we find energy and utilities. Now, even though the services in this vertical include gas, water, and electricity, smart services revenues in Colombia will mainly come from electricity and water supply in the short and medium term. Um, additionally, the biggest advances here will be related to smart grids, particularly with smart metering and distributed generation. Although most of the projects have been small pilots, several utility companies have developed projects with smart meters and prepaid electricity measurements with the aim of reducing non-technical losses. Among these companies, we find EPM, MKALI, EPSA, Electric Caribe. And this vertical has a growth potential of 24%. In the fourth place, we find smart cities. The smart city concept is developing in Colombia as many cities face problems including waste management, natural disasters, public safety, and traffic congestion. First and Sullivan defines a smart city as having at least five out of eight elements smart citizens, smart healthcare, smart technology, mobility, infrastructure, smart building, smart energy, and smart governance or, or education. While no cities in Colombia meet this definition, smart city projects are underway in all the main cities, Medellin, Bogota, Cali, Manizales, Barranquilla, but also in smaller cities like Monteria, Villa Vicencio, Pereira. Uh, the government actually has announced investments for $50 billion in infrastructure development projects until this year for highways, roads, tunnels, and bridge projects through the National Infrastructure Agency and public-private partnerships. Revenue from this vertical is projected to reach around $70 million in 2022 and it has a growth potential of 26%. Now let's move on to the next vertical, the agro, agriculture. And I have to say this is personally for me one of the most interesting in Colombia because even though it is not comparable in size with the other verticals, it represents only maybe less than 10% of IoT revenues in Colombia. But the agricultural vertical provides many of the largest advances in IoT in Colombia. In fact, some of the first IoT implementations in the country came from the agricultural companies, from coffee growers to flour and sugar companies. The agro-vertical is increasingly taking advantage of IoT solutions to expand productivity. One of the main examples here is that we find in Colombia 
is the Manuelita organization. Manuelita is a large Colombian consortium uh, whose main business is the production of sugar and sugar cane in Colombia and Peru. And back in 2008, the company started a project named Harvest Logistics based on IoT. Please, I, I want to make sure again that you listen to the date. I'm talking about 2008. This is when they started this project of IoT. And up to very recently, they had continued with implementation of IoT solutions developed by the Colombian company uh, Zeta Logica, AZ Logics, and this runs on the platform of Amazon Web Services for the monitoring and management of machinery in the field with the main objective of optimizing agricultural work and integrating all monitoring systems. This implemented system allows online monitoring of the work performed by each of the machines operating in the field. Acetalogica is one of the few IoT providers that is in the position of offering a full end-to-end -end solution. In fact, in 2015, this project won an Indian or Colombia award, again with the hand of uh, Amazon Web Services. Now, the key challenges for agricultural suppliers are to match their food, food production with fluctuating demand and to comply with regulations. Um, so IoT technologies help tackle market inefficiencies by monitoring conditions at every stage of production using sensors in combination with data analytics. Farms have access to more accurate information than they have ever had before. Data is used to support critical decisions about planting, harvesting, distribution, and responses to market prices. First, can anyone understand that along with advance, advancement in genetic and field technologies, IoT will be key for further increasing productivity by helping farmers to manage assets and resources. Agriculture revenue is expected to increase at a 23%, um, I'm sorry, 26% in growth potential to reach almost $60 million in 2022. For first and only one, agriculture and healthcare have the greatest potential for growth in Colombia in the next few years. IoT for healthcare is at a nascent stage also in Colombia. It accounts for only 2% of IoT revenues in the country, but it has great potential. One of the main reasons why mobile health has not taken off yet is because clinical grade wearables, sensors, and connected devices are still high cost. And and therefore, it takes longer to deliver platforms uh, tied to monitoring solutions. Uh, but expected price reductions for wearables, services, and medical devices uh, will drive the market. Some initiatives in Colombia include the public entity called Root N, Ruta N. Root N is formed by the government of Medellin, plus uh, companies UNE and EPM. Um, they developed a science, technology, and innovation plan uh, with a road, roadmap until 2021, and it, it includes the development of technology platforms supported on ICTs for eHealth, aiming at creating a consort, consortium of development centers in subjects like uh, software applied to eHealth, control and remote operations, integrated information systems for patient care, 
eh, patient monitoring, telemedicine, telecare, telesurgery, robotized assistance systems, etc. For instance, Alevan expects, expects this vertical healthcare uh, to grow at a compound at a growth rate of 26%. Now, moving to the next slide, we see on screen uh, First and Sullivan's projections for the IoT growth in Colombia. Uh, so we see that the market was almost $200 million in 2017. And we project that it will grow to more than $500 million in 2022. The factors that drive the adoption of IoT allows us to forecast this accelerated growth of revenues at a compound and a growth rate of 21%. Now, if we divide the total IoT revenues in the four main components, which are hardware, software, services, and connectivity, Hardware was the main revenue contributor in 2018 uh, with 44% of IoT revenues in Colombia, then followed by services, software, and connectivity. However, software and services revenue shares are expected to increase during the forecast period as the cost of communication and sensing models decline. The main factors to explain the growth potential that we have just seen are, on one hand, productivity improvements, IoT is in the early stages of its growth, and because it offers the ability to capture and explore data, virtually every aspect of human experience, its potential is enormous. One of the reasons why the IoT will grow rapidly is that people are already surrounded by smart devices that capture data and how they live and how they work. Uh, Self-conscious machines and data networks can greatly improve the productivity of companies, as I had mentioned before. So at any time, the entire company can be optimized in response to market changes. In second place, we find ubiquitous connectivity, the increasing availability of different types of connectivity, so not only 5G networks, but also, as I have mentioned before, low-power networks such as LP1, present a large number of possibilities for IoT systems and applications. Telecommunications companies now work with a broader set of connectivity options, particularly with the new LP1 technologies. Uh, Huawei and Telefonica, just as an example, uh, sign a, an agreement for a collaborative development of narrowband markets, IoT, both in Europe and in Latin America, including Colombia. Next, we find uh, cloud computing. Cloud computing provides these uh, the ubiquitous and elastic computing capabilities to IoT solution providers, enable them to manage the large number of connected devices and deliver IoT applications in a cost-effective manner. IoT would not be possible without cloud-based solutions. So this is key. And finally, the analytical layer. That is the ability to translate data into intelligence. The data collected through IoT assets, machines, and devices in real time is priceless. Analytics can obtain information in real time and also offer predictive information. So this is expected to substantially improve the efficiencies of, for example, inventory management, sales, and continuous device monitoring. Now, moving to our next slide, I want to start closing this presentation mention, mentioning some examples of IoT projects 
that have already been deployed and are being deployed in Colombia, I have to say one of the questions that I receive most frequently is if, in fact, IoT is already happening in Colombia or if instead it's something that is expected for the future. Well, the answer is that this is already happening and companies should think of IoT as part of their short-term projects because it is being observed as a game changer in terms of strategic business decision making. Now let's focus on, on some of the few examples you can see in your screen. I have already talked about some of these projects like Manuelita in Agro, so I'm not going to, to mention it again. I'm going to mention some others. And we have an initiative called Colombia Inteligente or Smart Colombia. It was created by different companies, including uh, public utility companies like Celsia, Electric Caribe, Cali, Corenza, among others, plus different technological development centers, uh, like the Corporation for Research and Technological Development, uh, then plus different industrial associations, such as CNO, the National Operation Council, among many others. And they proposed the first version of a roadmap for the use of smart grid technologies in Colombia. A large part of this initiative is under the financing of the Inter-American Development Bank and under the leadership of the Mining and Energy Planning Unit, UPME. So already several companies have carried out pilots with smart meters such as EPM and Cali, EPSA. But what might be even more interesting is that some early adopters of smart metering emerge from small local utility companies in cities with less than 50,000 inhabitants in Colombia. This is the case of the public utilities company of IP. You can see the logo in the middle of this slide. Empresas Públicas de IP. They invested, invested in smart meters allowing it to monitor water consumption, leading to the provision of more efficient services for the residents of this small region in Colombia. Following this line, with an investment of 1.3 million, Codensa, one of the largest public utility companies in Colombia, is developing over the next five years the largest energy network modernization project which will make a significant step towards building an intelligent system. Remote control will detect and isolate fault zones with greater accuracy, generating approximate 33% reduction in the duration of faults. So the project is considered a first step towards a smart grid. Another example, uh, Diamante Caribe, and in Santander, you can see also over there the name. It's an initiative promoted by the national government through FINDETER and the shared leadership of the regional governments included. The project is being developed by Next Cities Lab, the alliance formed by the Metropolis Foundation and Microsoft for research on improving the competitiveness of cities through the integration of physical space and the virtual environment using two new paradigms, the digital revolution and the new scale of the city. Next in the slide we find Ruta N, Route N, of which I have talked about already, but it is worth mentioning again. Ruta N, Medellin has achieved a synergy with local governments, the Academia, 
industry and citizens to create an environment for science, technology, and innovation. Smart City Program of Medellin has been a pioneer in the use of digital technologies since 2007 and promotes public participation in the creation of projects that can improve the quality of life of citizens. The city has set goals to support the Medellin Smart City Project, including an open Wi-Fi network and with a perimeter of 33 public parks and open spaces throughout the city, so smart classrooms in more than 200 uh, public schools, etc. And another strategy of the city is Medellin Innovation District, which aims at being the capital of innovation in Latin America by the year 2021. This initiative is a project of urban and economic transformation that would transform this northern part of the city, Medellin, into a cluster of entrepreneurs, innovation, companies, and institutions focused on innovation. Other small city projects include Cali, uh, which is uh, probably the third largest city in Colombia, and they have the support of the World Bank. Um, the International Finance Corporation, ISC, part of the World Bank Group, signed an agreement a few years back with the major of Cali, uh, with the company of M. Cali, uh, and the foundation for the integral development of this region to provide financing for the use of new technologies. The city is currently building a strategic information technology plan for the next five years until uh, for the implementation of a smart city model. The main IT projects that are contemplated here are connected health, connected education, environmental, environmental observatory, intelligent traffic management center, and the intelligent integration of security system. Now moving to Another topic, in Colombia, there are also a number of smart building projects, which include connected house solutions, such as mobility, video security, etc., to new construction projects. Here we find construction companies such as Constructora Colpatria, Amarillo, Eva, etc. There are many other projects uh, related to logistics and connected cars, such as Coca-Cola, FEMSA, and Renault, but it is impossible to talk about all of them now. So I will move on to our last slide of the day. So let's summarize here what we have learned about the Colombian IoT market. First, the Colombian industrial IoT revenue is projected to reach more than 500 million in 2022 up from almost 200 million in 2017. The bulk of IoT spending over the next five years um, is expected to be in the automotive and manufacturing ver verticals, uh, since we expect an important increase in the use of automation and manufacturing. Remember that the first IoT developments in Colombia are based on machine-to-machine -machine projects, so that's uh, mainly related to this automotive and logistics vertical. But healthcare and smart cities, on the other hand, are the verticals that would provide the most growth potential in the country, while automotive and manufacturing will be more mature by 2021. Also, the IoT ecosystem is very fragmented, with different entities working together to provide end-to-end -end solutions. 
some companies in Colombia have started to collaborate on IoT projects and more partnerships are expected. And in fact, there is an increasing number of Colombian companies offering IoT solutions. Companies such as Aceta Logica, AV Logica, Identidad IoT or Identity IoT, Bismarck, um, Ubidot, iData, and several other IoT providers are focusing on vertical developments to increase the number of use cases for IoT in the country. And I would say this is a key to success in the market, working closely with companies to understand the impact that IoT can bring to their business, not to their IT, and then work around the most frequent business cases, particular to specific vertical industries. And finally, to wrap up, the main message of this presentation is first, for companies in Colombia, it is not true that this is not happening in Colombia yet. It is more likely that your competitors are already contemplating it and are even carrying out projects for IoT that will result in significant competitive advantages. And second, for the IoT ecosystem, the development of IoT is going to make a big difference in the competitive positions of Colombian companies, but there is still a lot of work to do in evangelization if we want the market to fulfill its potential, and this is a task for the entire IoT ecosystem. With this, I finish. I really want to thank you, everyone, for your attention today, and I will hand it over to you, Anna. Thank you. Thank you, Gina. And so at this time, we're going to go ahead and um, start our question and answer session. So um, I see that we have many questions. So in the event we do not get to your question, Gina will get back with you. Um, starting with our first question here, Gina, what would be the recommendation for companies that want to start with IoT but do not know where to start? Thank you, Anna. Um, I would say that first, um, the economy cannot be an excuse. Budget issues are going to be typically important barriers for the Colombian market, but you have to understand the TCO of a solution, the total cost of ownership. That is the efficiencies that you can gain in costs by making smart investments that allow to gain proven efficiencies. So it is not only thinking about the initial investment in, in CapEx, in hardware, devices, sensors, but in one the information collected by all the devices can represent for the company. Um, additionally, today, IoT solution providers in many cases have financing option, options for hardware investments, and so companies can move from a CapEx-based model to a model that is based on OPEX. So I would say, first of all, we have to start with small projects that are related to cost efficiencies. Thank you. Now, um, what would be the recommendation for IoT solution providers? Um, this, is, this is very important. Um, IoT solution providers need to speak the language of companies. They need to lead a discussion, not from a technology point of view, but from its impact on the business. You have to start with small projects that solve some specific headache or pain point for, for companies. And then from there, you start to grow. 
so also I would say it is key to focus on initiatives that are aiming at reducing costs because projects that are directly related to cost reduction have the fastest return on investment and also the easiest to measure. So that will be that. Okay, and um, are there any Colombian companies providing IoT solutions, or is the ecosystem formed only by large multinational technology companies? Thank you, Anna. Yeah, um, as we have seen in the previous slides, uh, the IoT ecosystem is very fragmented. We have a lot of companies in the IoT ecosystem and very few that are actually offering an end-to-end -end solution. But as I also mentioned, we have some Colombian companies that are uh, working on very, very interesting IoT projects like uh, I would say new competitors include Acetalogica. They have very a lot of very interesting projects in many different types of verticals. And I would say also identity technologies, uh, Bismarck also, and then we have another another let's say branch of Colombian companies that are offering services not only for IoT but also complementary services in analytics, which is um, a very important part uh, to really take the best of IoT solution. And then I will have to mention UbiDots or iData. These are companies that are already offering um, an analytic solution for uh, for IoT-based projects. Uh, they have been very successful, not only in the Colombian market, but uh, in foreign countries. Now, there's there's another question here in regards to the uh, the ecosystem. So, how prepared are Colombian networks for the Internet of uh, Things ecosystem? What is lacking? Is it more spectrum, 5G? Oh, this is a great question. Um, this ha I, can, I can really give many answers to this. I would say that in terms of traditional networks, uh, the country is okay. We have many different service providers that provide connectivity uh, to the majority of places in, in the country. But then uh, it is true that for the development of IoT, we need other types of connectivity. Uh, 5G is one of them, definitely. Uh, it's not something that is going to happen in the short term. It is true that the spectrum is needed. It's one of the restraints, actually, for 5G development, uh, the need for spectrum. Um, so that's one of them. And then also we have other types of connectivity like LP1, and which I would say it is developing in Colombia. It's not that well developed yet. So it needs some work to be done, definitely. Uh, other types of connectivity that service providers are looking for are, for example, narrowband. I would say Probably in this area, there are more advancements than than in LP1 and also 5G.
Thank you, Gina. And uh, we're just about um, wrapping up here with the time. I just want to mention uh, just quickly here for those that have just joined us, the on-demand uh, recording will be available shortly after we finished. Uh, we, we can we can take one more question, Gina. Okay. Um, sure. Has the Vive, the Vive Digital laid good groundwork for the development of IoT, for example, connectivity in rural areas? And do the government's current connectivity plans address any connectivity black spots there might be? Thank you, Anna. Yes, again, there are many ways that I can answer this question. I would say if we compare Colombia to other Latin American markets, then we have had a good groundwork for the development of IoT, especially with the Vive Digital Plan. And the groundwork has, has been there. I mean, we had a deployment of a fiber optic network that has been an important deployment. Again, if we compare Colombia with other Latin American countries, we have a good uh, groundwork for IoT development. Again, it's not all been done. Uh, definitely, there is a lot of things to be done. Uh, government's current plans address some of the connectivity black spots that there might be. Yes, it does. Uh, and the investment, I have to say the government investment has been appropriate. Uh, but then there are many things that are still on the table. Uh, I will go back to our last question. If we talk about 5G and spectrum, then there is a lot of things that have not been decided there. And then there is a lot of things uh, regarding uh, competition, for example, that in some way restrain uh, the investments of service providers in network uh, deployment. Um, so a lot of things have been done and are in the right way, and certain things have not been taken care of, and they need uh, further development here. Yeah. Thank you, Gina. So this concludes today's session. Uh, what I've done is I've uh, pushed out the contact details uh, for Gina on the screen at this time. So if there's any additional questions or feedback, please uh, reach out to Gina. And uh, we want to thank everyone for their time. Enjoy the rest of your day.